It is 14 after the hour. I'm Eric Erickson. This is WSB in Atlanta's evening news. Now, the story that keeps on giving, I got to tell you, I expected that by the time we got to today that we would be moving on to something else significant. But nope, we're still in the hole, so to speak, if you know what I mean. Uh, And how are we in the hole? Well, the stories of Senators Purdue and Cotton have continued to change, to evolve, if you will. So now you guys made a little bit of news on Friday. You may not realize it, but it became a very big story over the weekend because while we were chatting on Friday, I told you guys I was texting a friend of mine who is a friend of the president's, a very good friend of the president's. And he did confirm for me, as some press reports were saying, that the president did reach out to him to see how this was playing with the base. And I told you guys, I was texting him and and waiting for the reply. The reply came in. Yes, the president did call. Yes, he thought the the whole comment would play well with the base. I called him afterwards. And yeah, I mean, he he said the the president had talked to several people and everyone seemed to tell him this was going to play well with the base. Well, it didn't play well in the press. And when Brian Kilmeade on Friday morning uh, suggested the president had made a mistake and needed to walk it back, suddenly people went into denial saying, oh, the president had never said it. You'll recall that uh, Tom Cotton and David Perdue were approached and they both said they couldn't recall whether the president had said it or not. Lindsey Graham says he did. Dick Durbin says he did. And everybody else in the room says we can't remember. Well, Friday, after the president says he didn't say it, suddenly they said he didn't say it. Now we know why they are saying that, why they say they're not lying. Because it's a matter of semantics. According to Tom Cotton and David Perdue, the president did not use the S word followed by whole. He used the S word followed by house. And so because he said house instead of whole, they're saying that they they haven't lied to anyone, that the president used the the house word, not the whole word. And so they weren't lying. Yes, that is actually where we are today, whether it's a house or a whole. Oh, wait, hang on a second. I got to readjust my computer. Oh, we got to talk about this when I come back. Computer problems galore here. It is 27 after the hour, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. When we come back, there is a deal in the works on immigration. It has not gotten a lot of public attention. It has not gotten public attention because Republicans are desperately afraid President Trump supporters may scuttle it before they can solidify it with the Democrats, uh, which means they're keeping it behind closed doors. But I know what's going on. Why? Well, because one group jumped the gun and advised some of us of what it was, and I'm not under a confidentiality agreement. So I will tell you the details of the immigration plan, bipartisan no less, when we come back.
It's 40 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. Now, a bipartisan group in the House is coming up with an immigration plan. There are 20 Democrats and 20 Republicans. They are the the moderate to liberal members on immigration. They're not necessarily of the Republicans. Um, they're not necessarily liberal on everything, but they certainly are on this issue. And they have a plan. They are trying not to release the details. But one of the outside immigration groups was briefed on it and jumped the gun with a number of us letting us know that this plan is coming to fruition and they expect to pick up sponsors. And they weren't supposed to. And I mean, I'm not beholden to any of these groups. I didn't sign on for any disclosures or non-disclosures or any agreements. They just sent the information to me. Um, I called. It is legit. And I might as well tell you what they're planning. Uh, They're trying not to let people know because... Um, they want to build momentum for it and get the president locked in place before he hears from his supporters, many of whom they think are going to be outraged by this. So this is not the president's plan. This is a House plan, a bipartisan House plan. Okay, so the way this plan would work is all of the dreamers immediately would be protected from deportation. They would essentially become resident legal aliens. Um, Then what they would do is they would put money into border security They would not build a physical wall. Um, They would strengthen border security in places it is perceived as weak. You got to keep in mind there are a lot of farmers along the Rio Grande in Texas eh, who don't want a physical wall because it interferes with their um, herd's abilities to get water from the the Rio Grande. So they don't want to build a physical wall. Once the security is in place and certified as such, they would then give the dreamers citizenship. What they do not contemplate in the plan is what to do with the parents of the dreamers, except that they would allow them to stay in the country. Um, There is not yet a plan, a, a timeline by which they either want them to then repatriate or become citizens. So the plan is not super concrete right now, but the framework is, the the framework is basically they will fill in the details of the outline as they move forward. And the outline is this, dreamers will get to stay, no deportation. The border security issues that the president wants will get funded in part, but no physical wall. Once that funding is secure, the dreamers can become citizens and their parents will be allowed to stay in the country some of them will be allowed to become citizens based on how long they've stayed. So there you go. Um, that is their plan. Now, I, I am I'm, I'm to the left of most of my listeners on the Dreamer issue. I don't think they should be given uh, state support like in tuition. I don't think the federal government has any business telling states you have to treat them as in-state citizens. I personally think if your parents carried you over here as a kid uh, and you don't know any other place, uh, you might as well get to stay. And if you could join the military or get a college degree, become a citizen. But the parents, I, I'm just, I listen, I don't support giving citizenship to the parents of the dreamers. I don't. I think if they want to become citizens, they need to go home and they need to apply from, from their old home. I'm okay with giving them legal residency. 
letting them stay if they haven't committed a crime. They've been here 30 years. Let them stay. Um, but I don't think we need to give them the trappings of citizenship. Um, as to the dreamers who don't know any other country, I'm, I tend to be okay with it. And I know I'm to the left of you guys on that. Uh, but overall, I just think we need the wall. I fundamentally believe we need an actual physical barrier. And if it hurts farmers, it hurts farmers. But we need a physical wall along the Mexican-American border because we've got drug lords down there. We've got a civil war in Mexico. The whole place is in chaos. It's for our own good and safety. If you're a longtime listener to my radio show, you know I've advertised for a mattress store that I've used a lot even before I was in radio. And with the rise of online mattresses, I've always kind of liked to go into a store, but my kid wasn't very happy with the mattress that she had in her room. Very, very firm mattress. And she was pushing me for one of these Casper mattresses because, well, you see them on the internet all the time and she knew people who had them. And we actually got the Casper dog bed and our dog, Maggie, loves the Casper dog bed. Yes, you can get a dog bed from Casper. So we took a chance. And, you know, she likes it. If anything that will get her out of sleeping in her brother's room into her own room, I'm taking a chance on. And this is one of those things. And it worked. Um, so the Casper mattress, it is one of the newfangled mattresses that comes in a box to your house. You order it over the Internet. You get it into the bedroom. You It's sealed in this vacuum package. You cut it open. And it basically sucks all the oxygen out of the room as it inflates. Um, and it, it's not an inflatable. It's just it, it's vacuum sealed and the foam, all the oxygen comes out of it. And so it just, it grows, it swells. Um, you, you probably want to stand out of the room while it does it because it's sucking in all the air. But um, it's, it's not quite soft. It's not quite firm. It's a good balance and it's comfortable. It really is. It's one of those new trendy beds, but it's a trend that actually works and people find popular. And my kid is totally sold on this. So the other nice thing about it is unlike some of the beds out there that are like Casper, this one actually is very, very breathable. So not only do you get a good night's sleep, you're not going to get hot and sweaty all night long. And they also offer a couple other mattresses. Now the wave and the essential, the wave features a patent pending premium support system to mirror the natural savior of your body. The essential has a streamlined design at a price that's not going to keep you up all night. So how do you get these? Well, there's a special offer for you guys listening right now. You get $50 towards a select mattress by visiting casper.com slash eric e-r-i-c-k and using the promo code eric e-r-i-c-k at checkout now remember it's e-r-i-c-k that's casper.com slash eric use the promo code eric for fifty dollars off select mattresses terms and conditions do apply It is 56 after the hour. If you follow me on Instagram or Twitter, it's at E.W. Erickson, E-W-E-R-I-C-K-S-O-N. When we come back, is there going to be a government shutdown over immigration? Democrats are threatening to shut down the government. Let's let them. It is 10 after the hour. I am Eric Erickson and the phone number 404-872-0750, wsb talk Will the Democrats shut down the government on Friday? Democrats 
are loath to shut the government down, but they're starting to threaten it. They're starting to threaten that they just might do this. So now let's get to the Democrats and the government shut down. The, the DACA deal expires March 6th. If there's no deal in place by March 6th, the president can start rounding up people and deporting them. There's a story from yesterday. It's gotten a lot of evangelical Christians outraged about the man 30 years in the country, productive citizen, has a job, takes care of his family, pays taxes, uh, rounded up, deported. He's got a wife and kids he's leaving behind in the country, going to have to try to find a way to come back into the country. Um, that makes This is part of the president's problem here. I couldn't care less the word the president used in a private conversation. It was a private conversation in his office. It wasn't like he had a press conference and said it. Who cares? And it's not in dispute that there are countries that uh, you may describe that way. Some of you may be offended by the word, but the fact is there are some terrible countries you wouldn't want to go to. I, I, I dare you, go pack up your bags and move to North Korea. Or to, to Port-au-Prince in Haiti. Go, go, see if you like it. Live there for a year. Tell me what you think when you come back. The problem, though, is that it's, it's not what the president said language-wise. It's his presupposition that these people make undesirable immigrants. The reason that this is the problem is because the president only won by 70,000 votes. And while evangelical Christians have been a solid block for him, there is a significant portion of the evangelical community in this country that adopts. And not only adopts, but they adopt from the countries the president is describing as having undesirable immigrants. And he's not on the ballot in 2020, or in 2018, I should say. He is on 2020. And so these people, they may very well sit home in 2018 as a rebuke to the president. They're not throwing him out. He's not on the ballot, um, but they can do nothing. Much as black voters sometimes, they won't go vote Republican, but they may sit home and do nothing. And there is a concern for Democrats that black voters may sit home because of the, the massive secular liberalism invading the Democratic Party. But given the rise of white nationalists and the alt-right, it's much more likely that black voters go vote against their interests with the secular, progressive, atheist Democrats against the white nationalists. But it is also very well likely that uh, it is the conservative evangelical who sits home. And into this mix are the Democrats who are thinking of shutting down the government on Friday. They've got to have a continuing resolution passed on Friday. And the Democrats think that they need to play hardball and Republicans want them to. For the first time in my memory, Republicans in Washington are hoping for a government shutdown. Because, I mean, for example, the president's office pushed out a story this evening about an illegal immigrant who murdered people in the United States. The story hit the newswires in California earlier today. The White House has pushed it out this evening. This is the narrative that the White House is building with Democrats. Democrats are willing to shut down the government to protect murderous illegal immigrants. And there are Republican senators who want them to because they think it will help them with their reelection come uh, 2018, this year, the, this midterm election. And I think the Republicans are probably right. Republicans are daring Democrats to shut down the government on Friday. 
and they probably want won't and so they're in this weird position where if they don't fight hard enough then their base may be disenfranchised and not show up in november and if they fight too hard well they're going to burn bridges in swing states and potentially keep the republicans in control of a senate they might otherwise lose y'all i'm delighted to welcome casper as a sponsor of the podcast for the show we're just now doing this casper is the first one and it's one i've got a pre-existing relationship with uh, after years of supporting a particular mattress store, uh, my kid wanted one of the online mattresses, and it happened to be Casper. We had gotten one for our dog. Casper actually makes a dog mattress that our dog Maggie loves and uses regularly in our room, and Evelyn wanted one in her room, so we gave it a try, and she has been quite happy with it. So it's kind of become a guest room mattress as well. So we'll put people in there and everybody seems to like this mattress. It is a comfortable mattress. The experts at Casper work tirelessly to make a quality sleep surface that cradles your natural geometry in all the right places. Now, the original Casper combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface. It's breathable. It's not going to get sweaty at night like some of these foam mattresses out there you can buy on the internet. Casper has done it right. And they've got two other mattresses, the Wave and the Essential. The Wave is a patent-pending support technology to mirror the natural shape of your body. And the Essential is a streamlined design. It's not going to keep you up all night worrying about the price of it. These are good mattresses, good quality mattresses. And there's free shipping and hassle-free returns in the U.S. and Canada. You don't have to worry about it. If you don't like it, it is a hassle-free return. So how can you get this? Well, you can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, and use the promo code Eric at checkout. Remember, it's spelled E-R-I-C-K. There's a C and a K. That's casper.com slash Eric. Use the promo code Eric for $50 off select mattresses. Terms and conditions do apply. There's some breaking news at this moment. A former CIA agent has been arrested by the FBI. He is suspected of compromising agency informants in China, many of whom were killed, the informants in China. This is a developing story, and uh, we don't have any details beyond that. Uh, former CIA agent being arrested by the FBI for essentially giving China information about our informants on the ground in China. We will keep an eye on the story. We will keep an eye on the weather here as well. We have a basketball game at the end of, at the bottom of the hour. Starts at the end of the hour. The bottom of the hour. Um, before I get out of here, though, it just. I took my kid to see Paddington 2 this weekend. Now, you know the bear. I grew up with Paddington the bear, big among the Brits. Um, I loved his stories as a kid. And I am struck, and my son, who just turned nine, was struck by the terrible previews before the movie. It's like, with the exception of Disney, Hollywood has forgotten how to make good movies for kids. Every single one of the movies was dumb. And the animated ones all had something in common. They all had, um, as one of the, the featured attractions of the animation, uh, who the voices were. The, the actress Zendaya, who was the, the, one of the girls in the, super, in the um, Spider-Man movie, Scarlett Johansson's in one, and on and on and on. And, I, you know, it, it really stands in contrast to Disney, like the Coco movie. I really liked Coco, so did my kids. A very good movie from Pixar, and I had no idea who the voices were in the promotions and whatnot for Pixar. 
that they were promoting the movie, not the actors who were playing voices in the movie that you would never actually see. And all these others do it exactly the opposite. It's like like cults of personality. These and they all look terrible. The only one that drew his interest was the Peter Rabbit movie, and even he considered that one kind of looked dumb. I went back last night and saw Darkest Hour. Now, if you want to take your kids, um, that was a nine-year-old. I laughed in Paddington, too. I, th- I hadn't seen the first one, but I thought this was a very good movie. I knew the backstory of Paddington. I wasn't worried about not seeing the first one. It was a good movie. It was a good family-friendly movie. There was no in-your-face culture war nonsense. I liked it. Uh, I went back and saw Darkest Hour last night. That is the Winston Churchill movie. It, it, it kind of, I feel bad for the movie because it came out after Dunkirk, which I think is the best movie of last year. But it just makes me realize that no one has made the definitive Winston Churchill movie yet. And this was to a degree supposed to be it. And I got to tell you, I think Gary uh, Ullman was was the definitive Winston Churchill Way better than than what's a John Lithgow in The Crown. Way better. But man, someone needs to do for Churchill what Steven Spielberg did for Lincoln. Maybe Spielberg needs to do it.